Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Baba Kama Daf Chaf Beis. We are holding on Daf Chaf Aleph Amin Beis. We are at Amarav Zvid Mishmei Derava, about eight nine lines from the end of the page. Today's year is sponsored by Dr. David Lander, an honor of his wife and children, and Lila Nishmas' his mother, Golda Basimcha, Shalom. Also by Daniel Sadian for the success of Klal Yisrael in these times, and Atzlacha for our soldiers and our captives who should all return home safely. Also by Ken and Marcy Capel in memory of Ken's sister, noted Israeli journalist Nettie Gross Horowitz, whose yard site is today. Necha Devora Bas Yisrael and Avigail, may Neshama have an Aliyah. We thank all the sponsors very much for the sponsorship. So we're going to discuss today. First, the Gemara is going to have. Two suggested cases where uh, you'd be chayiv even if the dog falls off the roof. Remember, we were discussing yesterday the difference between the dog jumping off the roof versus the dog falling off the roof. Where if it falls off the roof, that is a uh, that is an onus, even though it may have been tchilaso bipshia. So we have two suggested cases where even if the onus of the dog falling off the roof happens, it may not be considered an onus, and you may be chayiv for such a thing. Then the gemara is going to discuss if a gedi, a kelev, a tarnagal, or an adam does damage by jumping in an upward motion as opposed to jumping down from something. Uh, which of those uh, animals and uh, well, one of them is a person, but which, in which cases are you putter and which cases are you chayiv? What's considered usual and what's considered unusual? And then on the top of Ahmed Aleph and really the, the uh, almost entire daf is going to be dedicated to the famous sugya of Isha Mishum Chitzav or Isha Mishum Mamona. When a person is chayiv for his ish that damages, how do we view ish that damages? Do we view it as an arrow that he shoots like he's an Adam Amazik, or do we view a person that damages Al-Yidei as if it is his shard that went out and did damage, it is his mammon, it is his property that went out and did damage we're going to have a machlokas between Rabbi Yochum and Shlakish, we're going to try to explain why each one doesn't say like the other and then we're going to have four rayas in that machlokas, so the major topic of today's daf is Isha Mishum Chitzav, Mishum Mishum Mamono so let's begin about eight lines from the end of the page on Daf Chaf Aleph Amud Beis Amrav Zid Mishmed Rava Pa'amim Shafilu Naflu Nami Chayiv. Sometimes there are certain circumstances that even if the Kelev of the Gedi fell off of the roof and broke Kalim that were down below, that the Bailim is going to be Chayiv for that as well. Even though that seems to be an onus, it's not a usual thing for a Gedi or a Kelev to just fall off of a roof. So Mishkach Sabakosal Ruah. The case would be if the Maka around that roof was a very rickety fence, it was something that was not uh, stable, and even the cla- so, so there's Shia clapping the Nefila as well that uh, the, the, the part of being Shomer, anything on a rooftop is to have a proper fence. So there was Shia by not having a proper fence around that roof. So says Mara, well, wait a second, my new, what sort of Shia is there? That the Bailim the, the should have had, uh, should have, it should have dawned on him that the fencing around the roof, the bricks of the fence might fall down and might break and they're going to break the Kalim in the Chatzar. But so, so, in who? But that's not what happened. It's not that the bricks broke off of the fence and fell down and landed in the chatzer. It's the dog or the gadi that fell. And that's tchilasam b'pshia v'sobabonasu. That's Viter, a case of tchilasam b'pshia v'sobabonasu. Meaning, what's the pshia in having the rickety fence? It's not that the dog's going to fall off. It's that the fence is going to fall off and that the fence is going to break, that which, that which is down below. But that's not what happened. The fence stayed intact. The dog fell, fell off the roof. 
So isn't that a case of so how can you say you're automatically chayiv in such a case? So says Lord, no, there's another case where we're going to say that even with the nefila of the kelav that you're going to be chayiv. So not a case of a kosal ru'ua, but lotzricha bekosal tsar. It was a uh, a narrow fence that uh, that the bailum should have been choshesh that the dog or the gedi will climb up to the top of the uh, the narrow edge of that fence, and since it's so narrow and they can't stand on the top of that fence, then they'll more easily fall and they're going to break the kalim beneath it. So it turns out that even clapping the nefila, there was a pshia. So even clapping the nefila of the kelev or the gadi, there was a pshia because you know that the nature of a kelev or a gadi is they're going to try to climb up the fence so if the top of it is too narrow. So obviously there's a uh, likelihood that they're going to fall off of it and therefore the whole thing is pshia and that's why the bailim is going to be chayv, period. So that's as far as that discussion. Is there ever a case of nefila where the bailim is for sure going to be chayiv, so certainly not a case where it was a coastal ru'ua because that the pshia is on the is on the fence, not on the dog. But the case of the narrow fence where the, there's a pshia on the dog falling off as well. Next, Tan Rabbanan Hakelav Gedi Shadilgu Mimata If you have a kelav or gedi that jump upward from a low place and they jump onto a high place, and as they're jumping toward a higher place, they break kalim. So peturin the bailim is part of from paying. Nezek Shalim, because it's not the derech of a Kelever Gadi to do that, and therefore the way Rashi learns it's Mishuna, and therefore they're Pater from Nezek Shalim. But the way Rashi learns, you still Chayiv Chati Nezek, because this is a din of Karen, and Karen is Chayiv Chati Nezek. Tosos in Dibra Maskal Adam disagrees, and he says that the Brisa clearly means Pater Pater, meaning not Pater uh, from Nezek Shalim, but still Chayiv and Chati Nezek. Pater means entirely Pater, because it's something that's so uncommon, the Bailum should never have been Mailal Das, that the animal's going to do this, and therefore it's considered an Ones, and that's why Tos explains why the Bryce has to let us know that an Adam is Chayiv Nezek Shalim, Bein Mi Mata Lamaila Bein Mi Mata whether the Adam jumps downward off a roof or jumps upward onto something, why do you have to tell me that the Adam is going to be Chayiv? It's a Dover Pashut, there's no such thing as Tam and Muad by Adam, by Niskei Adam, Adam Muad Liolam and Adam is always a Muad, so What's the Chiddush? It must be that since by the Kelev and the Gedi, when they jump it's considered an Ones, so the Tana has to tell me that an Adam that's Kofet is not considered an Ones, and therefore if a person uh, gives his, uh, his his house to his friend to watch and there's a Cheir Shot of a cut in there he has to, the Shomer has to make sure that they don't jump at all in any direction up or down uh, So uh, and if he doesn't, uh, he's not Shomer and the, and the guy jumps and does damage, it's not an onus, and he's going to be chayiv. So that's how Tosos learns. That pater means pater entirely because onus. Rashi learns pater over here means pater means nezek shalem, but chayiv and chati nezek because it's keren. But if the kelev or the gedi jumps off of a high place and breaks things, chayiv, and then the bailim is going to be chayiv nezek shalem because that's absolutely normal. That's just regel. That's niske regel. That's an absolutely normal thing for an animal to do. Adam v'tarnagol shadilgu. However, if it's not a kelev or a gedi, rather it's an Adam or a tarnagol that uh, that jump and break uh, kalim. Bein milamayla lamata, bein milamata lamayla chayavin. Whichever direction, whether they're jumping upward or jumping down off of something, off of a high place, and they break something, you're chayiv nezek shalim. Now, even though we threw Adam and Tarnagal in the same category, they're chayiv for different reasons. They're chayiv nezek shalim for different reasons. By the Tarnagal, it's because it's the derech of a Tarnagal, 
Tarnagal to be kofates in both directions, and therefore you're always going to pay Nezik Shalom because it's always considered regel as far as the Tarnagal is concerned. By an Adam that jumps and damages, even though it's not the derech of an Adam to be kofates, milamata lamaila, but nevertheless it's going to pay Nezik Shalom because of the principle of Adam Olam, and uh, there is no din tamus that you have by an Adam. So since an Adam is Olam, he's always going to pay Nezek Shalim. So now the Gemara asks a stira between uh, the Brysos. Vatanya, but we have another Brysa that says, Hakela Vagadisha Dilgu, Bain Milamala Lamata, Bain Milamata Lamala, Piturin, that by a Kelev and a Gdi, in whichever direction they jump, whether it's upward or downward, you're going to be Potter from paying for the Nezek. Isn't that a stira to the Brysa we just said, where the Brysa we just said that if they jump Milamala Lamata, they're going to be Chayiv in Nezek Shalim. Over here it says that they're Potter even if they jump off of a high place. So it's a steer in the Brysos that answers the Gemara. Tir Gemara of Papa of Papa was Miyashiv the Brysos by touching it up as follows. Da'apich Mepach. That, uh, that the, the Kelev and the Gedi changed their very nature and they were medalic in an unusual way. Not directionally unusual, but unusual in terms of the method that they used to, uh, to jump. In a normal way, the derech of a gedi is to be kofetz bibasachas, to jump all at once. The derech of a kelev is to dig its nails in, to dig its paws in, and then to jump. And over here, kalba bizikira, we're talking about a case where the kelev was kofetz like a gedi would be kofetz all at once, and gadya bisricha, and the gedi clawed into the ground and then uh, lunged itself forward. And in that case, which is the derech of a kelev to do, not the derech of a gedi. In those cases, it doesn't matter which direction it was, the bailim is going to be potter because it's it's mishuna. So the bailim, the way Rashi learns, is potter from nezek shalim. It's karen, it's going to be chayiv in chatzin nezek. Whereas the brysa that distinguished between jumping upward and jumping downward is when they at least jumped in the way that this animal normally behaves. So when it goes, the Bailim is going to be Chayiv in Nezek Shalim. So if they were Medalik Shloka Darkam, why is the Bailim entirely Potter? It's a Dover Mashuna. They should at least be Chayiv Chatzin Nezek. Sans the Gemara, right. Potter in Nezek Shalim. It doesn't mean that they're actually Potter. It means Potter from Nezek Shalim, but still going to be Chayiv in Chatzin Nezek. Good. So now we move on to the primary topic of today's daf. The Mishnah said, Kelev Shanat. <clears throat> By the way, whenever I keep saying primary topics, I just mean the majority topic, meaning uh, you know, you know, all of Torah is important. The secondary topics are also important, but uh, but the uh, uh, meaning the, the entire sugya is about this today. This is the majority topic. I shouldn't say primary. The majority topic of today's daf. So kelev shenatal v'tel. I'm I'm uh, anticipating the emails completely. So kelev shenatal. If a kelev takes a uh, we learned if a kelev takes a harara and uh, goes to a gedish, goes to a pile of hay, and he eats the harari, eats the cake, and he burns the gedish. <coughs> So we had said in the Mishnah that the Bailam has to pay, the Bailam of that Kelev has to pay for Nezek Shalim for the Harara, because that's shame. It's normal for a Kelev to eat a, a loaf of bread. And for the Gdish, it pays only Chatzin Nezek. So, Itmar, so we have the following Machlokas in the base Medrash in terms of discussing why it is that a person is Chayiv for Niskei Eish. Tosas Rebbein Peretz points out, you know, Niskei Eish is Mefurish in the Torah, just like all the other Mazikin are Mefurish in the Torah. But there's a Machlokas Amaroyim about the Geder of the Chiv, because Eish, we have to admit, it's fun 
fundamentally different than all of the other mazikim because sometimes it's not mazik on its own it's only mazik with the aid of some wind and it's not a maisa adam on its own that does that that accomplishes it and therefore we need to explain what the gather of the Chiyav is. So what is the gather of the Chiyav of Eish? Rabbi Yochanan Amar Isha Mishom Chitzav, that a person who lights an Eish in his Roshos, and it goes and it travels and damages in Roshos Chavero, the Torah is Chayiv him like an Adam Hamazik, just like if a person were to shoot an arrow from his own property and were to do damage in someone else's property, he's going to be Chayiv. So the same is true when you light a fire in your own property and it goes and damages in another property, you're going to be Chayiv. It's all considered to be your arrow that damages. In perhaps the most famous Namuke Yosef in all of Shas, Namuke Yosef raises the question, how could it be that a person is allowed to light a fire on Erev Shabbos that's going to continue to light into Shabbos? After all, Rabbi Yochanan holds, Isha Mishum Chitzav, which means that so long as the fire is being lit, it's considered as if you yourself are doing that Misa of lighting the fire. Any continuation of the fire is your own action. So shouldn't we view you as Mechal Shabbos for every single moment that you're, that the candles that you lit on Erev Shabbos remain lit as it continues to burn more and more fuel. It's your action that's burning that fuel. Shouldn't you be in violation of the Malach of Havara <coughs> for every second of Shabbos? And uh, yet, we have a mitzvah of Adachas Nero Shabbos where we light Neros before Shabbos and it's a Kiyom of Kavad Shabbos and a Kiyom of Onak Shabbos and it's a wine we say a bracha on it so how is that permissible? So the Nebuchadnezzar Yosef writes that we don't view it as if the person is being Madlik Eish Bechol Rega Verega no, it's that we're Mechaif and Bishas Hadlaka on everything that later will come out of that Hadlaka so even if uh, the guy dies let's say between the time he lights the fire and the time the Gdish goes up in flames he's still Chaif in the Tashlam of the Nezik we don't say oh dead people can't be chayiv in anything. No, it all goes back to the first moment that he lit the uh, the fire. So it's as if the entire nezek was done during his lifetime. And the, by Shabbos we say the same thing, that a person who lights a candle on Erev Shabbos is viewed as if he's lighting that candle and every ounce of fuel that burns, he's the one that did it. But he did it all on Erev Shabbos. It all goes back to that moment of Erev Shabbos. So that Nemuke Yosef, and whether we pass like that Nemuke Yosef, has significant ramifications in many modern Shilas in Ilkha Shabbos, particularly Shabbos clocks, right? What if you, uh, you, you, you set something in motion that's going to do the Malacha afterwards? So do we view that Mishum Chitzav, and it goes back to the time that you did the Maisa, Bein Lekula, Bein Lechumra, meaning you set up a Shabbos clock from before Shabbos, that would be Lekula. You set up a Shabbos clock on Shabbos, where the uh, the 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 the, uh, the the malacha is not going to happen until after Shabbos, so maybe that's called a malacha. Uh, that's called that a person did a malacha on on Shabbos. So that's a major discussion. That's a major discussion in the posek based on, in the poskim based on the terrors of the Muka Yosef that it's it's viewed as if uh, you did everything at the time that you uh, that you did it so uh, you could, should be able to set up a timer before Shabbos to do whatever you want uh, for to do any malacha on Shabbos in the Chuvas Machnechayim he writes that if you do a pool on erev Shabbos that begins a malacha on Shabbos it's going to be usher because it's not exactly parallel to Yishem Mishum Chitzo Yishem Mishum Chitzo is at least the fire started at the time 
time of the pula. So when the fire started at the time of the pula, then we say it all goes back to that moment. But if you set up a Shabbos clock, where the malach doesn't start then, the malach is only going to kick in later on. So it may go back to the, when the malach starts, but that's still on Shabbos, and therefore it may still be a violation of uh, of, uh, of a malach on Shabbos, which is aser. Rav Moshe has a tshuva in Igus Moshe in Orachayim Chelik Dalid, where he says that it's aser for a totally different reason. That uh, the reason of the Muka Yosef is not shayich when you set up a, uh, a Shabbos clock uh, where uh, where it's going to create the malacha afterwards because um, the, uh, the it's it's already uh, it's already attached to the electricity so it's not considered that uh, that that you're doing anything um, so uh, at on, on on Shabbos itself it's sofcha uh, malava whatever it is but he says it's it, Ramosh has such a funny lashon he says when it comes to Shabbos clocks asur lahatirze. It's usher to be matirit, meaning which is a funny meaning. He doesn't say it's usher. He doesn't say that it's mutter. He says that it's usher to be matirit, which which means that uh, he thinks that it's a terrible zilzul shabbos. That uh, even though technically it's not a violation of any malacha. How can a posik be matir something that's going to lead to a zilzal Shabbos where everything is olam kibin hago noeg on Shabbos? Everything is just going to run. He said, you think uh, it's, it's going to stop at just uh, turning on lights and air conditioners? The whole world is going to run on timers. The whole world is going to run on automation. And then uh, Shabbos is going to be just like the rest of the week. So therefore he felt that it was chachamein uh, of he was He saw the future a little bit, that it's uh, that it's such, such a thing. So uh, not because of uh, of this Nemuke Yosef. But anyway, so that's Rabbi Yochanan's shita, that Isha Mishom Chitzav. Reish Lakish Amar, Isha Mishom Mamono. Reish Lakish says that a person is chayiv for Nizkei Eish, like Mamono Mazik, that just like we're chayiv a person for his shar or his bar that does damage because he was poshaya in not guarding them properly, so too he's chayiv Mishom Eish that goes and does damage because he was poshaya in not uh, not guarding it properly. Now, Rashi writes that the Gemara assumes right now that the nafkamina between Rabbi Yochan and Shlakish, whether it's considered your arrow or considered your money, is in a case where a person lights a Gdish Shel Chavero with an Eish that doesn't belong to him. I use someone else's fire. That according to Rabbi Yochan and Bichayev, because if I kill you with someone else's arrow, I'm still the murderer. If I damage you with someone else's arrow, I'm still the one that did the damage. Whereas according to Shlakish, the Baal Hashar, Baal Habar, is the one that's going to be Chayev. So if I took someone else's fire and did damage with it, I'm not going to be the one that's going to be chayv. So Rashi learns that at this point in the Gemara, we're assuming that's the nafkamina between Rabbi Yochanan and Shlakish. Tosos and Dibra Maskalish disagrees with Rashi and says that no, clearly, even according to Rish Lakish, you don't have to be the owner of the fire. The gedr of the chayv is that you were not shomer that ash that it didn't damage. Just like the gedr of chayv on Mamono is that you aren't shomer your bar, you aren't shomer your shomer. Elamai, when it comes to Ushar or Bar, you only have the responsibility of Shemira if it belongs to you. When it comes to an age, you have a responsibility of Shemira if you have it, it even if it doesn't belong to you. It's not, but the, the, the reason we're comparing it to Mamono is that the Mechaev is your lack of Shemira. The Mechaev is that you didn't do enough to be, to be Shomer. But certainly, if you're, if you're Madlik with someone else's fire, it can't be that Reish Lakh says you're Pater. 
So Tulsa says, I'll bring you a raya. A kofeif es komaso shel chaveru The Gemara is going to say uh, later on in Daphne Vav that if you uh, put someone else's grain in the path of a of a fire, you're chayiv, even though it wasn't your fire at all. A fire was coming, you saw it coming, so you put someone's stuff in the path of that fire and it burned, you're going to be chayiv. Or gates hayotze mitachas patish anapach, where a uh, blacksmith is uh, is hammering and, 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 and sparks come out. So you're totally mad or whatever sparks come out, and still the Gemara is going to say later on in Daf Samach Beis that you're going to be chayiv, even though you're mafkir that spark, you don't really own it. And also misvara that it can't be that uh, that that a person could just avoid being chayiv for uh, for an ash by being mafkir the ash. You know, before I commit arson, I'll just be mafkir the fire, and then I'll burn the whole city down. That's ridiculous. That it can't be that that's what Reish Lakish holds. That you're going to be uh, you're going to be potter in such a case. So that's why Tos says even as a havamina, the Gemara never assumes that you have to. Reish Lakish never assumes that you have to own it, and that's what mamono means. But anyway, so it says Gemara now. Reish Lakish my time alone, Rabbi Yochanan. Why does Reish Lakish not say like Rabbi Yochanan the Isha Mishum Chitzav? So Amalach Reish Lakish will tell you you can't really compare an ash to an arrow. Chitzav mikocho kaazli. The arrow it travels based on your own kalach. It's your own force that you applied, and uh, you know it's uh, it's basic physics but a fire is not from your own koach it goes on its own it goes from the wind and from other atmospheric conditions and it depends how many flammable materials are in its way but it's not from your own koach that that sets the fire going and therefore it's not exactly like chitzav why does Rabbi Yochanan not say like Rish Lakish that it's based on mamono Tosus points out that in the Gemara later on 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 Amun Beis we're going to have a pasuk and a brysa that, that seem to support Rabbi Yochanan. So uh, it's a little bit funny that we're asking why does Rabbi Yochanan not say that? I understand why you're asking why Shlach doesn't say like Rabbi Yochanan. We're going to have a puzzle and a brysa to support Rabbi Yochanan. But why, why are we asking why does Rabbi Yochanan not say that like Shlach? And I'm amazed we're going to see that the overwhelming evidence is in favor of uh, Rabbi Yochanan. So uh, Tulsus writes that he, he, he should have been able to explain that Pasuk and that, uh, and that, and that Bryce differently, as Reish Lakish does, uh, if, in, in, if, if, if Reish Lakish is so logically compelling. So there must be some, something logically compelling that Rabbi Yochanan says to not say like Reish Lakish. So so the logical uh, argument against Reish Lakish is Mamona Ispe Mamasha. That when Mamona is Mazik, it has Mamashas to it, it has substance to it. Ha, Lespe Mamasha. Whereas fire doesn't take up any space, it doesn't have any mamashus, and therefore you can't be of the madlik as a, as mamono for mamono amazik. Where's the mamon? What's the mamon? It's not anything of substance, so it has to be that it's like uh, it's like zorik chetz. Um, the uh, Rishonim point out, Tulsa points out that a bar also doesn't have mamashus because the Gemara is going to say that Yechayiv on a bar mishum hevel and the hevel is just the air, it's the thick uh, air in the bar, so it's ain mamish. So you see that Yechayiv mamonu amazikim for something that's ain mamish. So Rabbi Yochanan must be saying, Tulsa says that davar that's darko lelech lahazik kamo eish. We don't find that the Torah is mechayiv on something that's darko lelech lahazik when it has no mamashus to it, whereas uh, whereas bar is not. Alternatively, Tulsa says, bar, we also view it as a mazik that has mamashus because by digging the bar, you change the mamashus of the karka. That which actually damages in the bar is the air, but that air was only created through a clearly physical act where you changed a physical item as opposed to Aish, uh, which is much less substantial physically. Tosas then writes, but wait a second. So we say, oh, so it must be like an arrow, which is totally not physical. 
an arrow's physical thing. An arrow's an object. How, how do you say that? Uh, that oh, it must be. It can't be like bar and and shor. It can't be mamon amazik because mamon amazik is always a davrishish from mamashus. So what? The alternative is to say like it's an arrow. An arrow also has mamashus. So he says not always because arrow doesn't always mean an arrow. It could mean that you blow on something and you damage by blowing something, right? So that it could be air. You fan something and that, that that's also chitzav. Uh, so chitzav uh, by definition doesn't have to have mamashus. So now the Gemara starts bringing rayas. The whole rest of the daf is rayas. So Tanan, raya number one, our Mishnah. And this is why we brought up this whole discussion here. Kelev shenatul charara. Kelev takes this cake that has some coals attached to it and he burns the whole gadish down. He burns the whole uh, haystack down. So mechayv the bailim chatsi nezek on the shreifas hagadish. So bishon manya mishum mishum chitzav. According to Rabbi Yochanan, holds that an ash is a chitz. It's an arrow. I understand why mechayv the bailim chatsi nezek al gadish because that ash that the kelev lit is chitzav the kelevu. It is the arrow of the kelev. So we should be mechayv him chatsi nezek because what happens when a kelev has something shoot out from it? That's troros. So it should be chatsi nezek troros. So you chayv chatsi but if you assume like Reish Lakish that a fire is like Mamona Mazik why are the Bailin Chayev to pay at all in the Shreyfus HaGadish Hai Eish Lav Mamonu Debal Kelevu this Eish is not the Mamon of the owner of this Kelev it's the Mamon of the Bala Harara so how could you be Mechayev the Bala Kelev for the damage that was done by this Harara so answers Gemara Amalach Reish Lakish Hacham Eskinon Da Adyeh Aduyeh the Mishnah is talking about a case where the Kelev uh, threw the Harara on the Gadish and, uh, and ate it there and the Gachelas lit the place where it uh, where it fell, and from there it spread to the rest of the Gadish. So the Allah Harara Mishalim Nezik Shalim on the Harara that the Kelev ate is going to pay Nezik Shalim. That's Shane Brushos Hanizik. V'almakom Gacheles Mishalim Chatsi Nezik on the place of the, the where where the Gacheles fell and uh, the, that spot on the pile of hay where it landed and it burnt. You're going to be Chayiv Chatsi Nezik because that's Stroros. Um, so uh, so we Chayiv and 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 that place. Where where, where it burnt, where, where it landed, regel, but he didn't put it there, he only threw it there, Mikocho, so it's Chatzinezek Tzoros, the Alag, Gadish Kula Potter, and on the whole rest of the Gadish, he's Potter, because the Nezek was not done immediately through the Kelev, it was the fire that spread on its own and burnt the Gadish, and since according to Reish the Chiv of Eish is Midin Mamunamazik, you can't be Mechayev, the Bala Kelev, because uh, the Gacheles was not his Mamun, so now the Gemara explains how, to, how Rabbi Yochanan is going to touch up the mission of Rabbi Yochanan. And Rabbi Yochanan holds that the mission is talking about a case not where it threw the uh, Harara to the Gaddish, but rather that it placed the Harara with the Gacheles on the Gaddish. So, so therefore on the eating of the cake and the place, the, the very spot where the coal was put and burnt the, uh, the, the, the hay in that spot, you pay Nezek Shalim, the and the Gachelis is regal because it's the derech of a kelev to take a charara from one place and place it down somewhere else. And for the rest of the burning of the Gaddish, it pays chatzinezek like tzoros because we view it as uh, as chitzim that the uh, that the kelev was zorik and therefore it's going to be chayv chatzinezek midin chatzinezek tzoros. So that's not a raya one direction or the other. Says Mar Tashmal, let's bring another raya. 
from the Mishnah we're going to have later on if you have a gamel, you have a camel that has pishtan, that has flax on its back and it's walking through so pishtan is a very flammable material the pishtan somehow gets its way into a chanus, into a store a shop that's on the side of the and it gets lit on fire from the candle of the chenveni and then now he has this giant fire on his back, it light it burns up, it, it destroys an entire building. So Balgamal Chayiv, the Balgamal is going to be Chayiv for the burning of that building. But if the Chenveli left his candle outside of the store in the Rosh Hashanah, then the Chenveli is going to be Chayiv for the burning of the whole building because he was Poshea by leaving the candle outside. Rabbi Yudah says, Ner is an exception. If he left his candle out in Rosh Hashanah, it's a good Dafyomi coincidence, a couple of weeks before Hanukkah, then Ner is going to be Potter because uh, the, the he did a birushos. It's a mitzvah to be maniach near Chanukah birushos harabim in order to be mefarsim the nes. And therefore, since he did a birushos, uh, he's not going to be chayim for the nezek that his candle costs. And now the Gemara says, how can we ask? Uh, the, the Gemara explains how we how how we could use this Mishnah as a kash on Reish Lakish. Bishlam manim rishu mishum chitzav. I understand very well according to Rabbi Yochanan that an eish it works midin chetz. So as your arrows, I understand why the balagamal is chayim in the nezek of the uh, of the building. Chitz of the Gamal, who because the Gamal is the one that lit the building on fire, so it's as if uh, the Gamal is the one that threw the, that shot the arrow, and therefore you, the Bailim is Chayiv Chatzinas and Midin Sroros. But according to Rishlakish, well, that the Chayiv of Eish is Mishum Mamona Mazik, so why is the Bala Gamal Chayiv in the Nezik of the burning of the Bira? Hai Eish, Lav Mamon of the Bal Gamal, this Eish was not the Mamon of the Bal Gamal, it was the Eish of the Chenveni. So again, we're, we're reading this all according to Rashi, right? That, uh, that it all depends on whether you're the owner of the fire or not so you know the Balgamal is not the owner of the fire at all so why should he be high for anything that the mission is talking about a case where the fire didn't travel on its own the gummel was walking with the pishtan that and and lit the entire surface of the uh, of the house of the building and that's how it burnt the entire building and therefore we view the entire burning of the of the house as if the it, it is the place where it places the gachelas and the, gal, the, the therefore the balgamel is chayiv mishum niskei regel because that's a normal thing to do it's not midin niskei eish it happens to me the fire is the thing that it did the damage with but it was very direct damage so it's fire that's not working midin eish it's fire that's working working me din regel, just like when the animal tramples on something, steps on something, it breaks it with the force of its body. Over here, the animal <coughs> is destroying something very directly just by, by going from, from to each location on that house and burning it down. So, Ihachi, if that's the case, that the Gamal lit the Bira on fire by itself, Ema Seifa, the Seifa goes on to say, that if the Chenveni put his, ne- his nair on the outside, Chenveni Chayiv, the Chenveni is going to be Chayiv. But Vivim Sachsech, Same Chayiv, that if the Gamal is doing this damage directly, why should the Chenveni be Chayiv and not the Bal Gamal? The Bal Gamal is Poshea in not preventing the Gamal from burning the entire Bira directly. So, answer the Gemara, Bisha'am. 
Amda. The Mishnah saw him at a case where the gummel stood next to the bira, and the uh, the flax that was on it was uh, as big as the entire bira, and that's how it burnt down the bira. So the chenvin is going to be chayiv in a case by where he put the the ner mibachut. So the Gemara says Amda the What are you talking about? The balgamel was poshaya by allowing the gummel to stand in its place and burn down the entire bira, not getting it out of there, not moving it out of the way. So Amr Avuna Bar Menach Mishmei Dravika Hachem Eskin Gon Shaam Dula Hatil Memeha. No, so I'm at a case where the gummel had to urinate, so it stopped, and while it was uh, stopping. There's no moving an animal that stopped in order to relieve itself. So at that time, the bira in, burnt entirely from the uh, burden that was on fire on the gummel's uh, on the gummel's back. And therefore, if the chenveni left his ner mibachutz, he's chayiv in the tashlum of the entire nezek because the bala gummel was an anus. He couldn't do anything about it to move his gummel out of its uh, place. So says the gemara. The gemara explains the reason the reasons for these dinim in the brisa now. So reisha bal gummel chayiv in the reisha where it's talks about that the Pishton went into the Chanus and it got lit on fire inside the Chanus. So the Balgamal is going to be chayiv in paying for the Nezek. He shouldn't have made such a large burden on the back of the camel that it's going to encroach into the storefront where it could get where it could get lit on fire. And Seifa, Chenveni chayiv, in the Seifa where it talks about that the Chenveni put the Ner Mibachot, the Chenveni is going to be, have to pay for the damage. He should not have put his candle on the outside and by putting his candle on the outside uh, he, he's the one that was Poshea and therefore he's, go, he's going to be the one that is, uh, that, that is Chayiv so now the Gemara moves on to Raya number 3 uh, Akasha on Rish Lakish from a mission that we're going to have later in the Masechta Tashma we have a mission on Samach Alpha Mbez Hamadikas HaGadosh if a person lights a haystack that belongs to somebody else Vaya Gedi Kofoslo and there was a Gedi that was attached to that Gadosh that was tied to that Gadosh Ve'evet Samachlo there was an Evet Kanani that was right near that the Gedi, the Evan, it was a tragedy. And not only did the Gaddish get burnt, the Gedi got killed, the Evan got killed, together with that Gaddish, Sechayev. The Madlik is going to be Chayev for the Niske Gedi and the Gaddish, but he's Potter for killing the Evan because the Evan should have run away from the Deleka. I mean, if the Evan sees a fire, he should have realized, oh, when there's a fire, you run. You don't just let yourself get burnt and destroyed. So Evan, Kafasol, but if the Evan was tied to the Gaddish and he couldn't escape, Ugedi and the Gedi was near the Gaddish, and the Evan and the Gedi both got burned together with the Gaddish, Potter. Then the guy who lit the fire is going to be Potter for paying for the Gedi and the Gaddish because he's Chayv Misa for the Hariga of the Evan who was Kafus. And so the din is, if you're Chayv Misa, you can't be Chayv Misa and Mamun for the same action. Come lay, that if a person is Chayv to uh, Onshim, for uh, for one action, we only give them the more severe of the two actions. So uh, so it's miso mamon. So nerag veinu mishalim. The halach is that he's going to be killed, but he's not going to uh, he's not going to pay. This is what the uh, gemara ksubis darshins from the pasuk v'ipilu ashovit v'ikol the fun of kedei rishaso b'mispar. And we darshin kedei rishaso mishum rishaachas atam mechayvo v'yatam mechayvim mishum shtei rishayos. And a person is going to be chayiv for one uh, avera, but not for two in the same ma'isa avera. And even if 
if they didn't give him hasra'a for the harigas ha'evin, where you're not going to actually be chayiv misa because he never got hasra'a, he's still going to be part of paying the mammon because that's also gemara in the third parak of uh, ksubas. They even chayiv misa shogigin are patrim and atashlumin. That if it's a, an avera that would carry with it a death penalty, even though in this particular case it does not carry with it a death penalty, that's still going to be chayiv uh, misa. So that's still going to be kamle uh, bidrabimine, even though you're not actually chayiv misa. But wait a second, this is an evet over here. This is not a full uh, regular Yisrael that a person killed. So the halach is that a person who kills an evet kanani is chayiv misa. The pasuk says v'chiyake ish es avdo o es amasu b'shevet umeis tachas yado nakom yinakem. So that's what Rashi quotes over here. So uh, the pashas of the sugi is that if yol dishem if a person lights a fire and that burns and kills an evet kafus, you're chayiv misa like a rotzeach. And that's what Tosas writes in Masech Sanhedrin as well. However, not all Rishonim learn the Gemara that way. The Ran holds not that way. The Ran writes that an Eish is not really the arrow of the Madlik for anything other than Nezikin and Tashlumin of uh, the Arba Dvarim. But as far as Ritzicha, the Torah is more makel by from Shar Nezikin where you're not Chayv on a Shogeg. So meaning by Nezikin, you're Chayv on a Shogeg as well, just like Chayv on a Mezid. So by Nezikin, we're going to say your Eish is like your Chetz. But when it comes to Chayv Misa, if you kill someone the Shogeg, you're not going to be chayiv. So if a person is 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 uh, is madlikinish and burns someone, he's not going to be chayiv for the strafe of Adam unless he doesn't be a daim, unless he burns someone you know directly. But if he lights a fire and the fire goes, he starts a forest fire and he doesn't know at the other end of the forest there's a human being that's camping or something and uh, gets killed, he's not going to be chayiv misa for such a thing according to the ran. So that's uh, so the the question just becomes how does the ran explain our sugya? Where's the kamle bidrabmine if you're not chayiv on uh, on the evet? So the briskarav explains that according to the ran, the gemara does not mean to pater him from mammon because of the chayiv misa of the killing of the evet. It's just that there's a special din that the Torah is never mechayiv mammon on a maisa of harigas adam, even if that maisa of harigas adam doesn't carry with it any penalty of uh, of harigas adam. That you're never going to be chayiv mammon when a human being died as a result of your of your actions. But anyway, back to our sugya. I understand very well if you say ishum ishum chitzav according to Rabbi Yochanan. So I understand very well mishum hachi pater. That's why when the evid was kafus, you're pater from paying for the gedi and the gadish because this is if you shot an arrow and you killed him and therefore you chayiv misa on that maisa. But if you like am I pater? Why is the guy who lit it pater on the gedi and the gadish? He's not chayiv misa on the harigas evid. It was his mama that killed the evid. It wasn't him. So ilu katal ture avda hachinami lo mechayiv. What if uh, if if you're if you're sure were to go kill an evet, would we say that you're not chayiv in the nizke hamamon? Of course you're chayiv for whatever mamon damaged. So Amar Lachar Rabbi Shimon Lakish Reish Lakish would answer this and tell you that the Mishnah is not talking about a case where you lit the gadish and the fire then spread and burnt the evet. Hachamay eskin and kishehitzis begufo shal evet to come lebedramine. Over here you're not chayiv midin eish. It's not it's not mamon amazik. The guy directly burnt the other evet on fire. He lit the evet on fire. That's where he's a what Mali, whether he used a gun or a knife or a fire. 
The bottom line is he's a murderer. So that's why he's going to be part of the mammon. And when we talk about Aish, we talk about an Aish that travels, where I lit something here and it goes and damages there. So says, well, that's so obvious. If he lit someone on fire, of course he's going to be chayiv. So No, the Kiddush is that the Gedi belongs to one person and the Evan belongs to someone else. So I might have thought that if I'm chayiv, uh, uh, um, I'm chayiv misa lezeh and mammon lezeh, that I have to pay both, that, that I, I, I'm chayiv both, uh, both own shim. So that's why the Mishnah tell me that even in such a case we apply kamle bidrabine. Raya number four, Tashima. Says more, we have a Mishnah on nun tesan beis. You trust the cheroshot of a katan with a fire, and they go and they damage uh, with that fire. So patr midinei adam chay bidinei shemayim. The mishaleach is patr midinei adam because... Uh, you can't be mechay of him, but he's chay of shemayim because he did something very irresponsible. So bishlam l'man yamrishum shum chitzav. According to Rabbi Yochanan, that uh, the chiyav of madlik esh is because he shot an arrow. So I understand why when you give it to the cherishot v'katan, you part of it in the adam chitzav t'cherishu because it's the cherish that ended up shooting the uh, arrow. So you can't be mechay the guy who gave him the arrow with which he then shot. L'man yamrishum shum mono. But according to Shlakish holds that in madlik esh is chay because he didn't. Guard his mammon properly. Well, if you were to give your shard to a cherishot of and say, "Here, watch this for me," would you not be chayiv for the damage that the shard does? So, when you give your age to a cherishot of and ask them to watch a few, of course you're going to be chayiv for the damage that the age does. So, there's another kasha on Reish Lakish. So says Mar No, we explain the Mishnah that Amrish Lakish from Shade Chizkia Lo Shanu Ella Bishamasa Lo Gachelas Veliba. The case is you didn't give him a fire; you gave him a coal, and he fanned it to the point that it became a fire, and that's when you're going to be Chayev um, because you you were not Poshea by giving him a coal that was not yet a fire. Avamasal Shalevs, but if you actually gave him a flame, then Chayev. Then of course you're going to be Chayev. My timer. Why? Because Bari Azeka. This is a clear hesitation. That's going, it's asking for trouble. So you're Machayv Mishaleach for being Poshea in the Shemira of his Mammon. What's his Mammon? He's fired, just like you'd be, you'd be Machayv him for being Poshea in the Shemira of his ox if he gave his ox to a Cherushot of a Katan to watch. So now, the Gemara explains how Rabbi Yochanan is going to learn the Mishnah. Rabbi Yochanan Amar Afilu Shalheves that even if the Mishaleach gave a flame to the uh, to the Cheroshot of a Katan Potter, the uh, the Mishaleach is going to be Potter Kasavert Tzvasa de Cherish Kagarim because he holds that the, uh, the the holding of the Cherish is what caused the Nezek and not the Mice of the Mishaleach. I mean the Chiv of Madukeish is like being Zorik Chetz. So in such a case, we view it as if the Cherish was Zorik the Chetz and that's what did the damage. The Cherish was one that shot the arrow, and therefore the Mishaleach is going to be Potter. The Mishaleach is not going to be Chayiv according to Rabbi Yochanan unless you gave the Cherish uh, um, dry wood that uh, that he could, that's flammable material together with the fire, silta or small chips of wood that also are used for flammable material to keep a fire going. Ushraga, and you gave him a, a lit candle. So in that case, then your Vadai Poshea, and then uh, the Mishalech Poshea is going to be Chayv. That's as if he shot the arrow himself, and then he'd be Chayv Nezek Shalim. But if he didn't, uh, if, if, he's not, if, if he's not considered the one who shot the arrow himself, so then you can't be Mechayev him. And if you only gave him the, the flame, and you didn't give him the material with which to, uh, to expand that fire, so then uh, the Cherish is the one that was Zorek the Chayt. Okay, Be'ezushem, tomorrow we'll begin with Rayos for Rabbi Yochanan with Amar Rava.